Hello, birders. Welcome to Bird Facts with Kristen and Maeve. I'm Kristen, bird watcher extraordinaire. And I'm Maeve, bird knowledge novice. And in this podcast, Kristen tells me facts about a bird a week, and I listen and ask questions. We're learning along with you on this bird journey. And you know what, Kristen? I did that intro to someone else the other day. I was like, oh, it's about the bird journey. And someone said, no, we should say we're learning along with you on this flight or we're flying (gasps) together. So um, (laughs) welcome to our flight, everybody. Yeah. (laughs) You sound like airline attendant. Um, Okay. So Kristen, what bird are we talking about today? So today we have a bird that was recommended by one of our listeners, Owen. And it is the laughing kookaburra, which is actually a bird I hadn't heard of before. So Mm. I had a lot of fun and I'm excited to share my facts with you. Definitely a fun name. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I don't really know anything about that. Usually I kind of know the name of the bird going in, but I had forgotten. So this is like completely fresh. I'm excited. Had you heard about this one? I actually have heard of it. I can't picture in my head what it looks like. Maybe I'll look it up for a second. Oh, it's smaller than I expected with a very big beak. Yeah, it's pretty cute. So we chose this bird because of our listener. Thank you, Owen. Very Mm -hmm. kind. And what is its scientific name? Do you know? Yeah, it is the Decello Nova Guinea. Okay, so I just looked up the Latin and (laughs) the English translation is Decello of New Guinea. What is a Decello? Let's look that up. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote Decello and it just came up with Kookaburra. Anagram of the related genus Elcedo. <gasps> what? Which is Latin for kingfisher. Okay, so we have some answers and some non answers for scientific <laughs> name. But tell me, Kristen, what does the laughing kookaburra look like? So we, you just looked at a picture. It's a bird from the kingfisher family. So if listeners are familiar with the kingfishers, it's a very distinct shaped bird. It has kind of like a long beak and a little short stocky body. Um, this one has uh, dark wings with a light patch on the belly and head, dark eyes. The females and males look very similar, although the females are slightly larger. And mm-hmm. they are, I think, the largest kingfisher, if I remember correctly. They're longer than a foot in length, about 16 to 19 inches. Oh, that's surprising because in this picture they look, I mean, I know that's the family, but these laughing kookaburras look really tiny, almost like sparrow size. Yeah, there's nothing for scale, but when I've seen other kingfishers in person, the Mm -hmm. kingfishers I've seen are a little bit smaller. Like they're bigger Mm -hmm. than the catbirds and those kinds of things, but they're not quite as large as a duck. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, it's really pretty. I mean, I, the beak is really, as I said before, really striking. It looks very long. And I wonder how that, if that has anything to do with, um, you know, what it eats. Or <laughs> So I'm curious to hear about that. Um, its little tummy is so cute. Its wings are yeah. kind of spotted. Yeah. Um, and then the call. I'm sure it's laughing for a reason. You know? Yeah. So I got a couple calls hooked up for you here. So here's one individual. <laughs> I need to start taking screenshots of your facial expressions for our listeners. <laughs> On Instagram, I love it. Yeah. Well, at first I thought it was a purring noise and I was confused. I was like, we've already done the cat bird. And then, no, it really did sound like a, a laugh. 
What website yeah. are you using for this? I'm looking at the eBird website. And for some reason, there wasn't an article separate on the Cornell Lab, which is what I usually use. Mm-hmm. And here's another recording, which is when I was reading about people's inter- interactions with kookaburras mm-hmm. or going to Australia, I talked to someone who had been, been there. And mm-hmm. you usually kind of hear them all calling together. And it's a very like visceral experience because it's so loud. Mm-hmm. So I found a recording of two of them or more than one <clears throat> for you to hear. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fascinating. And does this bird have different types of calls as we've talked about before? I, when I was looking at the different calls, I mostly was hearing the same laughing sound. Mm-hmm. And it was unclear to me if that's more of what people are just interested in recording, because that's what was really distinct about this bird. Uh, but again, I, I'm going to send an email to some people and see if we can get find an ornithologist to come and talk to us more about bird calls because I feel like we're really yeah. missing some of that knowledge. Exactly. Okay. And so you already mentioned that this bird lives in Australia. Do you know exactly where the distribution is? Yeah. So this bird is found almost exclusively in Eastern Australia, although I believe there are now some populations that have been introduced to like lower Western Australia. Mm-hmm. It likes woodlands and open forests. Mm-hmm. They don't migrate. So families mm-hmm. keep the same territory all year round. And here's something I think maybe we had to find someone to write a little like bird love segment <gasps> music for us because <laughs> it comes yeah. to be a little trend here. So I think you'd enjoy that the, the love story of the, the laughing kookaburra is this species mates for life. So the mm-hmm. couple stay together and then they'll have a couple individuals from the previous nest stay with them and help them raise the next children. <gasps> so they always have like some sort of teenagers with to help raise the young together. It takes a village. This is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And occasionally the, the the female, adult female young also lay eggs in the nest. So, so then the, the matriarch oh, wow. kind of raises multi-generational eggs which is something we haven't seen in any other species no that's so fascinating and so some of the young stick around but then eventually they will leave the nest and form their own right yeah it said for the most part when the young are around it's almost always from the last year's nest so then once they've been around for a year with their parents and kind of got experience raising young then they go off on their own Mm -hmm. It's it's so beautiful yeah. And then the couples use the same spot to nest every year. So they'll use the same specific alcove or hole to, to have their nest and raise oh. their young. Um, what about this bird's behavior? So this bird is the only member of the kingfisher family that doesn't eat fish, which is interesting because they're what? called kingfishers. <laughs> uh, so this kingfisher eats mostly insects, worms, and crustaceans, but mm-hmm. you can also see them eating bigger animals like frogs, snakes, or small mammals. And they capture their prey by pouncing on it. Uh, <gasps> larger prey can be stunned by, the, they'll, they'll grab it and throw it against a surface like a tree, what? or they'll fly up and drop it onto the ground <gasps> to knock it, to kind of stun it. So there was a reason why it was purring, because it's part cat. Pouncing on it. <laughs> yeah, That's wild. And then it, it picks up the prey with its feet or its beak yes and its feet. must be really strong <laughs> yeah 
Well, they're, you know, the, the animals that's picking up are much smaller than it. Like a that's frog, is, I guess, depending on what kind of frog, but <laughs> I haven't I been to Australia. So I don't know how big their frogs are, I guess. I don't know. Animals <laughs> in Australia. I... <laughs> it's like a whole new level. It's true. And it makes sense, though, if you think about the other kingfishers that are able to pick up birds, you know, so picking up a snake should be like nothing. Wow. Um, what other facts do you have about this bird? So some fun facts for you. One thing I thought you found was exciting is this iconic call is usually done in chorus with mm. others, especially with its own family. So the call is considered territorial. <gasps> so when you hear wow. a group of kookaburras calling at the same time, it's usually members of the same immediate sort of nuclear family situation. And then sometimes you can cute. hear different families kind of calling to each other. Um, so I thought that was interesting. <sighs> but they're not using it you know, defensively or aggressively. They're just communicating. Or yeah, they might just like, be like, hey guys, this is my place. Don't come over here. <laughs> Got it. Okay. <laughs> Fascinating. And then these birds are really bold and kind of playful. So uh -huh. they can, they're a bird that if you hold out food in your hand, they might come and take it out of your hand. Or yeah. I saw a video where this guy is friends with a group of kookaburras in his town and he puts out little sugar packets on the, on the fence. And then the, the bird will come down and fly and grab the sugar packet and then fly off and kind of eat the little sugar He's out of friends the packet. With the <laughs> yeah. Bird. Oh my gosh. That's so cute. Yeah. And then this bird's laugh is so iconic that you've actually probably heard it before in movies. Huh. So I was really oh. excited to find a bunch of articles about how this bird's call has been used in movies in Hollywood almost as long as sounds have been included in Hollywood films. Like you can watch old Tarzan movies uh -huh. or like I, I put in the show notes the introduction to the one of the movies what's that called the Indiana Jones mm -hmm. yeah so this bird is often used as like a nondescript jungle sound so it can be used for <laughs> monkey sounds or bird sounds yeah. or just to indicate that someone's in a jungle area this bird is in the Incredibles the first Incredibles oh. movie Wow. When the dad goes to the island. I was going to mention when I first heard it that it sounded, well, actually, when they were um, in a chorus, it sounded like monkeys. And that's or probably at least, why, is because right. you were led to believe it was a monkey sound when you've heard I it before know. in a movie. <laughs> I don't know if I've actually heard monkeys in real life, but I've seen lots of movies with them. Yeah. <clears throat> I've been tricked. And it's, you have been tricked in Hollywood. <laughs> and then it's also been used wrongly in numerous adventurous adventure movies, mainly ones that took place in the 40s and 50s, uh -huh. because a lot of these movies took place in Africa, but this bird is not in Africa. Oh my goodness. Those kookaburras don't, don't live there. And then I also found a couple songs for you. <gasps> One is a traditional song in Australia about kookaburras. So cute already. <laughs> Look, it's dancing. Kookaburra sits in the old gum tree. Mary, Mary, king of the bush is he. Laugh, kookaburra, laugh. Kookaburra, gay, your life must be. <laughs> kookaburra sits in the old gum tree. So that's a really well-known song. When I was talking to people about doing this song, a couple of them uh -huh. like stopped in the tracks and said, am I crazy or is there a song about the kookaburra? Oh I was like, indeed there is. Wow. He has very striking blue eyes and that 
cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> I found a couple different versions, but that one was the mm-hmm. most fun. Some of the other ones are slower and a little bit less exciting. Mm-hmm. And I also have um, my friend Brandon wrote a song. <laughs> Can you hear it? I can't. Did you hear the sound of the bird at the beginning? Yes, I did. So there we've got two different musical representations of this bird. See how it's just influencing people left and right? It is. And Brandon wrote that a while ago or recently yeah yeah he's had it for a while oh my gosh yeah it's it's kind of trippy to hear the the bird call with the guitar at the same time it's a very good sound effect now that I'm yeah realizing it's it. pretty cool mm-hmm. and I'll I don't know if that's it's publicly available but I can link to some of Brandon's other works of people like that kind of yeah. style of rock music them's all my facts about the kookaburra did you have any it's questions wonderful. about it I don't think so I mean I I asked those questions before I did look up the Wikipedia when I found um, the picture of the bird and I saw they are of least concern, least concern in terms of conservation status. So they're thriving. Nice. They're not even close to possibly endangered. Nice. Um, They're just out in those woods laughing at everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) We got it figured out. (laughs) Oh, and now I'm seeing on the page visual displays to further enhance territorial behavior. Like you mentioned before with the call, kookaburras will partake in two types of aerial displays, trapeze and circular <gasps> flights, trapeze, where they just what? kind of swoop um, towards each other in midair. Wow, so wild. This is one of the more legendary birds and yeah. Owen was very excited. So thank you, Owen, for, for writing yes. in to us. Thank you. This was very fun. Kristen said I was going to be pumped for this episode, and I'm not disappointed. I really <laughs> enjoyed this. Yeah. Okay. Is there any announcements that we want to share? Yeah. So we had decided, although we forgot to share it with you all, but <laughs> we were moving <laughs> for now to a, a permanent kind of every other week for these full episodes, just because, you know, we've got graduate student life and just various things going on that make, you know, producing these kinds of podcasts more complicated. So, but then what we're going to do going forward, starting after the next full episode is we're going to record another episode that's birds in the news. So there'll be just a segment where I tell Maeve about different birds I've seen in the news and then listen as Maeve is amazed by the things I'm sharing <laughs> with her about <laughs> birds. So that should be fun. So then we'll still be coming at you every Monday morning um, starting two weeks from now. Wonderful. Thank you, Kristen. I'm very excited to put on my current events hat on uh, like I did in junior high. When we were taught about current events. Perfect. Um, and we'll also have our, our guest star. Well, I guess he won't be starring, but Owen, who wrote in about the kookaburra, also sent a few really exciting news about birds. That's <gasps> going to be in our next segment. So Owen, keep shining out there. <laughs> Thank you, Owen. <laughs> okay. And what is our bird for next week? Next week, we are going to be doing a shrike, which is a new bird for me. So I'm excited to learn about that. I know about this bird because of the hosier song called Shrike. Oh, so I don't know listeners that Listeners should hear that song, listen to it before. So my homework is to go listen to Ho- Hosier. Ho- how do you say that? You say Hosier. I'm not sure hosier. the correct pronunciation. 
All right, Hosier will spend some time together this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see where that takes me. <laughs> well, thank you, Kristen, for all of your hard work and research. Mm -hmm. um, thank you, Savannah, for the artwork. And thank you, everyone, for listening. All the resources that we've shared and referenced will be in the show notes. If you want to follow us on social media, check out at BirdFactsPod. You can email us at birdfactspod at gmail.com. If you want to ask a question or if you have an interest or special interest in birds and want to connect, be on the podcast, you're just a bird, let us know. Bye, everybody. I'm Kristen. And I'm Maeve. Happy birding. Happy birding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>I don't know if you saw my webcam just go into disco party mode for a second. <laughs> no, I didn't see okay, that. Okay, that's too bad. <laughs> that's pretty fun. I wish I had. <laughs>